Marshall slides it around the rim. He's got Eichel, top of the left circle, closing in. He shoots, he scores! Jack Eichel, power play goal! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Locke looks up, taps it back, Zadonov in the middle, he shoots, he scores! Jubilation! Vegas in overtime! Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two, VGK Insider Show, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, Darren Millard, targeting a return on the horizon. I always love it when I get to say on the horizon or it's close or whatever. We'll, we'll provide those vague updates on Darren Millard and when we might expect him back here on the program. But on the horizon is the latest in the injury update on Darren. Uh, but I will say this. It was great to see him at the rink yesterday. It's great that he was able to get on TV, able to, to go to get back in the saddle of, of what he loves to do. And, and that is pregame intermission postgame for the TV side of things. And, and it was just nice to see him in his element, once again, Chris Chapman at the rink doing what he loves. Yeah, and it, it, it certainly was good. And, you know, obviously we're in contact with him, so we, we kind of have a, a little bit of an idea of, of how he's doing and, and what's going on. But, yeah, I mean, look, the, he, he has become a staple here in, in this market, mm -hmm. in this community. Um, I think he, he's a guy that now I think we all associate with the team and the Golden Knights. And, you know, it's like a – I'll be honest, right? I mean, we obviously have a lot of fun on this show, and I think sometimes people may think it's serious, the back and forth, but, like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like part of me is missing when he's not here. Like, like, I, I mean, I, I miss the guy, and, and I, I, I want him back as soon as he can, but obviously I want him to take care of himself and be healthy, first of all. And, you know, the show is secondary and everything else is secondary. You know, health is yeah. the most important thing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do miss him, and, and, I, and I hope he's back soon. Do me a favor, cut that and send it to him. Today. No, no. In fact, no, no, nobody tweeted him. Nobody tell him I said because because he can't right. know that no, no, I no, miss no. him. If you're listening to the show right now, go ahead and tweet at Darren Millard <laughs> that Chris Chapman misses him. That would be great if you guys could do that for us right now. It would give uh, some positive vibes out into the world, and everyone knows right now the Golden Knights can use some positive vibes. I, I want to just take a moment to sit with the standings here for the Vegas Golden Knights. As as we've talked about a couple of times today, um, especially with Ashley Weiss in, in hour number one, uh, the numbers for the Golden Knights, the, the math does not look great. However, that is presupposing that the Kings are going to run the table or that Nashville or Dallas are going to run the table or that the Vancouver Canucks, who seem to refuse to lose these days, are going to just continue to run the table. Now, the Golden Knights have five games left. They've got 87 points on the year. So the best that they can get to right now is 97 points. That is if they win out. Does that mean they will need help? Yes. But the Kings, they could falter. And I get it. They're not playing any teams that are in playoff position the rest of the way. But it's not to say that the Kings can't go on a little bit of a skid. We've seen it over the last four or five games from L.A. that they have not been winning at the clip that they've been winning the majority of the season. So then 
you look at Nashville, you look at Dallas. Nashville has a real tough schedule down the stretch. The Golden Knights do have a game left this year against the Dallas Stars. So if you win out, you, you kind of pull two points away from Dallas there. So it's not as if the Golden Knights, by virtue of losing last night, have been eliminated from the playoffs. That's not the situation. 87 points. They're four back of Dallas and Nashville. Both of those teams have a game in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. Nashville will play tonight against Calgary Flames. That is something to keep an eye on. And then you've got the Los Angeles Kings, who we mentioned already, 90 points. Same number of games as the Vegas Golden Knights by the end of tonight. Vegas will have a game in hand, and it'll either be a three-point, four-point, or five-point deficit behind the Los Angeles Kings. So again, not ideal, but it is still mathematically possible for the Golden Knights to make the playoffs. And as long as there is a possibility, as long as you give this team a chance, I'm going to take them until it becomes a situation where there's just no way they can make it. Because I've seen this team win five games in a row. I've seen it happen multiple times. I do believe that there's a path there still for the Vegas Golden Knights, but they're going to need some help night in and night out, and then they're going to have to take care of their business night in and night out the rest of the way. So as we mentioned, the games that you as a fan are going to be clued in on tonight, Calgary-Nashville, that game is at 5 o'clock. Actually, puck drops likely right around the corner. So Calgary-Nashville at 5 o'clock, that's a big one, an important one. You want the Calgary Flames to continue to roll as they have been lately. And then you've got Vancouver and Ottawa. And if there was ever a time where you want to be a team with the Ottawa Senators, now would be the time because you want Ottawa to put a stop to the win streak of the Vancouver Canucks. And then, of course, as we mentioned, Los Angeles-Anaheim, that game at 7 o'clock. So that is where to clue in tonight if you are a VGK fan and you're looking at what games will best help or hurt the Golden Knights in the standings. It's those three specifically this afternoon and this evening. So let's get into it. It's time. I think we've procrastinated enough on this because I don't think either Chris Chapman and I really want to get into it. But let's get into our official game ratings brought to you by Nova Home Loans, the best combination of service rates and fees. You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. Chapman. Yeah, uh, even if we were still going with the whole process thing, I think the score would probably be the same. It's a bell pepper for me. Uh, process, no process. Um, look, I think I said on the show yesterday that you needed to come out and just put a couple pucks in the back of the net really early and, and completely demoralize and suck the soul out of the New Jersey Devils. That did not happen. In fact, the Devils got on the board first, and the Golden Knights were chasing the game. I understand they tied the game up, and, and I had this debate with with someone this morning on Twitter, someone I like, someone I respect, and I, I just felt that he was wrong because he was quick to point out the, the, the mistakes by Robin Leonard, and yes, they were massive mistakes by Robin Leonard. Don't get me wrong. He's got to catch that puck, and the, the, the Boquist goal, I mean, Petrangelo got spun out of his skates, and Leonard didn't move. So, I mean, it's that's a, that's a team breakdown for me. I have a, more of an issue with the fact that they made Andrew Hammond. I almost called him Daryl Hammond. They, they, they made Andrew Hammond look like, you know, it, it's it's I'm tired of hearing about hot goalies, hot goalies. Hmm. These are guys that, that the Golden Knights should be scoring on. And I I, I don't care. I mean, I do care about the mistakes that Robin Leonard made. Let me let me rephrase that. I do care about the mistakes because they shouldn't be made. 
especially at this point in the season. But I care more about the fact that this team couldn't put the puck in the net. They scored mm-hmm. a goofy goal where Keegan Colasar didn't even put the shot on net. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I guess it counts as, as, as a shot on goal because it went in. But it deflected off of P.K. Subban's skate, who was in the middle of the ice. Like, Colasar wasn't anywhere close to the net when he put that puck in. And it ends up in the back of the net. Then they score a six on five. So where were the superstars for the Golden Knights last night? Where where was Jack Eichel? Where was Max Pacioretty? I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna clue in on Mark Stone because I think he's still working his way back to health. But where was William Carlson? Where was Nick Waugh? They they all Well, William Carlson hit a post on the power play. Nick Waugh hit that, a post but, but, on a breakaway. But that's that's just it. It's been that's that's been the story of the season. Hitting sure. posts, putting how many how many shots did they put up and over the the, the net last night? How many did they put they, wide? They missed, they missed the net twenty three times. Yeah, so so you yeah. can and 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 I I may sound like a broken record, and it may sound like I'm defending Robin Leonard. I'm not because he does need to be better, and he absolutely needs to be better than Andrew Hammond. But. The Golden Knights aren't exactly putting the puck in the net against a, a, a really bad New Jersey Devils team, a team that stinks. I watch the Devils probably more than anybody in this city, and they stink. They're awful. That's not a team that you should lose to. I don't I don't care if it's game one or if it's game 76. That's not a team you should lose to at any point in the season. So the so you think the Devils should go zero and eighty two? No, no. I mean, I mean, what I mean is from the Golden Knights' perspective. Look, they're going to beat teams that that are are bad. They're going to beat the Ottawa's. They're going to beat teams like Detroit. They may uh-huh. steal one from the Rangers or from from you know the the Islanders, but they're not a good team. They're 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 mm-hmm. below average. They're probably one of the five or six worst teams in the NHL. Without so, my, missing their superstar and playing a journeyman goalie who wasn't even on the roster at the beginning of the year. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Who led the Golden Knights last night in shots on goal? If I, you, if, if, do you know who it is? I think it was William Carlson. That is incorrect. No, no. It was, I think, the, I think he led the team in shots, not necessarily shots on goal. Was it was well, it Zach Whitecloud? Was it Zach Whitecloud no. who led in shots on goal? Nope. I, I, nope. I don't know then. It was Max Pacioretty. And, and the reason that I bring it up is you said, where where is Max Pacioretty? Or where was Max Pacioretty last night? I, I thought last night was Max Pacioretty's best game since returning from his injury uh, this time around. I thought Pacioretty was in and around pretty much anything that went well for the Golden Knights. Like I don't know that there is anything else Pacioretty could have done outside of putting the puck in the back of the net. He was in and around the action all night long. And and I get your point. It's well taken in that you need somebody to make a play. You go out, you make the trade for Jack Eichel for games specifically like this one where you need one person to go through everybody and find a way and make a play. That's what you are hoping for Jack Eichel. It didn't happen tonight. But there have been more often than not some games lately where Jack Eichel has made that play. You look at the five-game win streak for the Golden Knights, you had guys going out making plays. Um, I don't know that that I'm going to place blame in one place or, or over the other um, from last night's game. It's a bell pepper for me. If we're looking at it from a process perspective, it's a bell pepper too. And the reason being is the Golden Knights didn't defend last night. 
right? Like, you have a team in the New Jersey Devils that are loose, and they're loose because they're not in the playoffs. They know that if they play a fast game, if they get out in transition, if they tempt the Golden Knights with loose defensive structure, the Golden Knights, a team that likes to score on the rush, is going to play right into that. And I think that's the biggest issue that I have with last night's game is that the Golden Knights didn't play their style. No, they, the, the Devils Knights played their allowed, style. The Golden Knights allowed the Devils to play the type of game that they wanted to play. And I know that I have talked about abandoning the process on this show for the last month and a half, somewhere in there, when I was told that the process doesn't necessarily matter. All you're looking for are results. Um, The process has not really gotten to a point where you can consistently pencil in victories or defeats the process for the golden knights has not gotten to a point where you go into any game thinking that that is what that that a result in in this fashion or that fashion is the way that it's supposed to go the golden knights played the best game process wise that they have played all year long against the calgary flames and it resulted in a 6-1 win it resulted in an ability to come back and, and and tie a game early on and then find their legs in the second period and dominate the game the calgary game was not all that different from what you saw in edmonton through the first 40 minutes the difference is the goal scoring dried up the difference is last night the golden knights did not check the way that they did in Calgary or Edmonton. They did not play defensively the way that they played in those two games. And they were pushing a lot harder in that in that third period for offense than they should have been against a team in the Devils that were just trying to hold on. So to me, it's a bell pepper because you don't get the result. It's a bell pepper because the process wasn't where it needed to be. You didn't play to your identity. You didn't play your game. And there's no reason why the New Jersey Devils coming into a game that has this much importance and this much magnitude for the Vegas Golden Knights in their quest to make the playoffs, there's no reason why the Devils should be the one dictating the pace. No, there's and no reason they should be the ones dictating how that game was played. No, and and you know they they were they were they, were, they had a lot of stretch passes. They were able to to pretty much do what they wanted to do. And you know I'm I'm going to push back on you a little bit because I I know you said that Patcheretti had had you know the the most shots and such, but I think and and I'm going to put Chapman the fan hat on here. Sure. I Thanks. think the, the the fan base judges these guys based on results. I think mm-hmm. we've gotten to the point here in this in this city and this with this team where we're tired of this team and and players not scoring goals in big games and 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 you know we kind of talked about the or Pete talked about the historical thing. Um I know Max sure. Max pushed back on that a little bit today, but the, the the reality is, you go back to the bubble, and you go back to Thatcher Demko. They won okay. that series largely on the play of Robin Leonard because he was phenomenal in that series, and they were able to win a Game 7 against a team that probably should not have been in a Game 7 with them. Then they go ice cold against the Dallas Stars, and a goalie who's maybe a little bit above average, not certainly not an, an all-star caliber goalie shut them down in that Dallas series. Okay. Last year, Carey Price did not play out of his mind. He played good, but he wasn't phenomenal. I think I think the fans are going to judge these guys based largely upon scoring goals in big games. And look, last night, you could say it wasn't a must-win game. I feel like it was a must-win game. It certainly wasn't a, a game you could afford to lose. 
and and they got they so, they, they, they scored a, a goofy goal and then they scored a six on five goal. I mean, I I understand what you're saying about Max mm-hmm. being very active and 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 putting pucks on net, but somebody other than PK Subban skate needs to put a puck in the net before you get to six on five. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I, I think that, you know, you look at the game last night, the Golden Knights didn't score enough and they didn't get enough saves. Like, it, it's it's it, it's pretty simple. Like, it was cut and dry to me last night on the post-game show. It's cut and dry to me today. The Golden Knights should have won that game last night and it probably should have gotten to a point early on in the game that, frankly, um, the Golden Knights, whether or not Robin Leonard le- allows those two goals in the third period... It should have been 5-3. That's that's what the score of last night's game should have been. But the Golden Knights, they did not execute on their chances. They did not find those quality scoring chances and put the puck on net. As I mentioned, 23 shots, missed the net for the Golden Knights. And it's not like we're talking about shots from the point that just you you throw and you're hoping that they find uh, the goalie. They're finding Andrew Hammond or a tip or you're able to create a rebound from it. We're talking about shots from like grade A scoring areas, Chapman, that just went high or wide or hit the post in general. So, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you in that you can't like absolve the Golden Knights forward core from from what they were doing, but the the context of the game in the third period was such that you needed Robin Leonard to be better than Andrew Hammond. Yeah, you needed two saves on two plays that, frankly, shouldn't have really been plays. Like, the first goal, if you allow that puck to just kind of sail over you behind the net, everyone's kind of tracking it the same. I think you you, you, you kind of punch that puck back into play. That's not the direction you want to go if you're Robin Leonard with the puck, or you just want to make the glove save. And it's confounding for a number of reasons, but the, 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 least, the, 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 the main reason for me is that Earlier on in the sequence, maybe three minutes prior to missing that puck, Robin made a casual glove save essentially on the on the goal line, and, and it looked smooth and easy and crisp, and like it just didn't make any sense to me that that puck missed so badly. And then on you know on the on the Boquist goal, I genuinely believe, and and I've I've watched the goal over and over and over again. I am not a goalie coach in in my mom's basement like I don't know enough about the position to accurately say what what I think was going on but from what I viewed in the video I think Robin Leonard thought Alex Petrangelo knocked that puck into the corner like that's the that's the only explanation that I can come up with as to why there was no real reaction on the shot I just I think that the idea of Boquist dancing Petrangelo and Petrangelo who's been in those types of situations so many times not being able to come up with the puck I think Leonard thought the puck went into the corner that's that's what I think it doesn't mean that that that's okay or that in that in that moment of the game you 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 kind of explain it away the fact of the matter is they didn't score enough and they didn't get enough saves that's the game yeah and and to compound the the the, the issue a little bit more it wasn't even the good players from the Devils who beat you, right? Like I thought, Nico Heischer looked looked pretty solid last night. Like he looked like a like a really good player for the Devils, but he was a non-factor. In fact, he was a minus one on the night. But you look at the guys who beat you. You got beat by the Devils' fourth line: Nathan Bastian with a goal, Andreas Janssen with a goal, 
And then, and then uh, of course, Bastion's a good player. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he's a fourth line player on the Devils. I mean, that that's that's the thing. He, he's a he's a he's got 14 goals on the season, which is impressive sure. considering yeah. the the interesting season he's had. But he still plays on the fourth line of the Devils. They the the, the fourth line of the Devils had two goals last night. You can't allow that to happen in in with six games left in the season when you're fighting for a playoff spot. So, okay, I, I want to get to two pieces of audio, from one from Pete DeBoer, one from Max Pacioretty from earlier today. And, and I think it's interesting because, I, you know, Pete was talking about the, the difference in, say, the Calgary game where you score six versus the Edmonton game where you don't score any, and then this game against the, the Devils where you only put up two, and one of which is kind of a broken play. Um, I, he talked about guys looking to make the perfect shot. And, and, and I, I, I want you to play that clip because I think it's interesting for a couple of different reasons. I'll explain after. Yeah, it's a good question. I, for me, I, I think just trying to make a perfect shot. I think probably more than anything in, a, in you know at least a handful of those situations. You know, and and for this time of year and in the playoffs, a lot of times it it's shot rebound action that that results in the goal. So we've got to get a little more of that mindset. So what I find interesting about that, and and I know we 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 don't necessarily. Um, have the the clip let's play the 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 first clip from max patch ready where he's talking about making goalies feel good we also hit the net a lot so uh i think it's more of it's a fine line between always wanting to put everything on net but also at the same time you're making the goalie feel good if you're just throwing it on net from everywhere so i'd say more it's uh you know have that confidence make that extra play to make the goalie get out of position Make him go lateral, uh, give yourself a better opportunity to score rather than just, you know, putting his pillows uh, from every angle. What do you think of those two played back-to-back, Chapman? I, I, I find them interesting in that, for, for for some reference, Pete last night mentioned, again, what we talked about at the historical, and then I followed up with asking him about, you know, the Dallas series and, and then the, the, the Montreal series last year. And he he kind of talked talked about guys maybe squeezing the stick a little too tight, feeling a little bit of a pressure, maybe trying to do a little too much at once. And I kind of feel like maybe that's what Pete was alluding to with that answer today as well. Like, look, we just got to find a way to score goals. Like, it doesn't matter how they go in. We don't need to score pretty goals. We just need to score goals. And Mm -hmm. if 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 it's a tip in, if it's if it's a broken play, I don't care. And and I'm with him. I don't really care. How they go in. Nobody, this isn't the Olympics. This isn't figure skating where you're getting scored on how well you do your triple axle. All that matters is scoring goals. Mm-hmm. And all that matters is scoring more goals than the team that's on the other end of the ice from you. And I, I kind of feel like both of those guys are saying the same thing. Like, look, like Max was saying, look, yeah, great. We had 44 shots or whatever it was. But how many of them were just shots on net? From from bad positions where it's an easy save for the goalie. Obviously, it helped Andrew Hammond build some confidence, especially that first period where the Golden Knights seemed like they they had an opportunity, to maybe score two goals, maybe three goals, but they either put them wide, they put them over, maybe not even getting a shot on net in a, in a in a breakaway situation. So, I, I think they're both kind of trying to get to the same place in that just score. It doesn't it doesn't need to be pretty. Just put the puck in the net. I, I think that they – I don't know that they're saying the same thing, right? Like, I, I think from from the way that I took what Pete, Pete was saying in that in that clip is that 
you know, guys are looking to make those extra plays instead of getting the puck where it needs to go to the front of the net because you're looking for tap-ins, you're looking for rebounds, you're looking for those extra plays once the puck gets there, right? Like, that to me sounds like we got to get bodies to the front of the net, we got to throw pucks on net, we've got to get in the goalie's eyes, and then we've got to fight for rebounds. That's how I took it. And then in in hearing Max kind of talk about something similar, the same type of play, it, it it's not so much about the volume. They're looking for, as Pete would say, making the making that perfect shot or making the the perfect play to beat the goaltender. I don't think you in this situation, I don't think you need to be looking for the perfect play. Like on the power play, I don't think you should be looking to pass the puck into the net. I think you should be looking to get pucks to the front of the net, crash hard and find ways to score. I I don't know that as I listen to those back to back that that I'm I'm hearing the the same thing. I could be reading it wrong, I could be listening to it wrong, hearing it wrong, whatever the case may be, but I think that that what Pete is looking for is more pucks to the net with intention of looking for second and third opportunities. And what I'm hearing Max talk about is get the goalie to move so that when we have a lane, it's going in the back of the net. And those are two very different things. Yeah, they, they certainly are. And, and the, I, I, I would push back a little bit on, on what Pete's saying about getting bodies in front of the net or, or you know, getting that rebound. They don't really have guys who get in front of the net. Like in years past, they they had a, a, a guy like Ryan Reeves who was a bruiser well, type. And well, in fairness, in fairness, they do. They're, they're just not in the lineup. Well, they're that's not that's it. Like, they're not Brett, healthy. You, you yeah. got Brett Houghton. Brett Houghton goes to the front of the net. Yeah, he's a Will greasy Carrier, guy. He goes to the front of the net. But but what like, I'm saying is, you don't have those guys right now. Sure, sure. So scoring yeah, and, those and, types of goals is is not as easy as. I, I mean, I I think that's an art form. Guys mm-hmm. who are willing to get in front of the goalie cause cause some some havoc in front of the net make the goalie feel uncomfortable in the crease, maybe get him out of position. I think that's an art form that's often overlooked in this game because it's a dirty job, and a lot of time there's not a lot of glory in that in that yeah. job. But the Golden Knights, for, for whatever reason, whether it's guys who are traded away, whether it's injury, whether it's guys who just aren't good enough to be up here and they're maybe in Henderson, they don't have that guy on, on, on the ice for them, and, and I think that's really, really difficult to overcome. So the last one that I want to get to here is Max Pacioretty uh, talking about the idea that the team has historically gone dry in big games. No, I don't agree with that. Uh, last time I was against a team that's not in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, that's you know, not the case. As you go on further in the playoffs, every team uh, scoring dries up. You win games one nothing. Tampa won one nothing on a game... Uh, they won the Stanley Cup on a game uh, like that, so I think uh, it's harder to score the later you get into the playoffs. Um, but you know we're not there right now. We played against a team that's out of the playoffs yesterday and uh, uh, made the goalie look really good and give him credit. But at the same time, uh, got to have that confidence to make the extra play and make him move laterally. Yeah, I think I think that that's interesting commentary from from Max Pacioretty in that uh, the Golden Knights have to come out over the next five games and and find their touch. They've got to find their confidence. They've got to find whatever it is they need to find in order to to score some goals because the the only way you can win is if you score. Yeah, you need great goaltending, and we'll get into tomorrow what we expect or what we think the Golden Knights should do in regards to goaltending going into the game against the Washington Capitals. Uh, but 
you, you can't win a game 0-0. you got to put the puck in the back of the net in the Golden Knights. That's going to be the big objective going into that one against the Capitals. Tomorrow, we're back with one-timers next on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. One-timers brought to you by Paul Powell. More lawyers, less fee. It's our look around the NHL news and notes. And I promised we'd talk about Johnny Gaudreau, so we will. Johnny Gaudreau has notched the most even-strength points in a season since 1995. Yager, Yager, that season had 95. Gaudreau has 85 by virtue of an even-strength point in his last game. So the question that I have for you, Chapman, understanding that only 17 players in NHL history have had 85-plus even-strength points in a season, why are we not talking about Johnny Gaudreau for the Hart Trophy more? I, I, I don't know the answer to that. And, and I mean, I, I can't imagine it's because there's there's not a lot of media coverage in Calgary. I mean, it, it, maybe there's a, you know, it, it, I always hear it, especially in college football, the West Coast or East Coast bias. And yeah. I, I kind of feel like maybe that's what's in play here. Because if you watch Goudreau and, and he's got, what would you say, 85 points on, on, on even strength? 85 even strength points. So yep. he's got 22 power or special teams points. That's that's pretty incredible too. But mm-hmm. it, it, it's amazing because <clears throat> what what when you look at his numbers, he's mm-hmm. plus 61 on the season, plus mm-hmm. 61, and and is I think he plays with Lindholm, right? Like you look at the line, him, Lindholm, and Matthew Kachuk are one, two, three in terms of plus minus. So. Those guys are getting it done when they're on the ice. Um, I, I I can't explain why we're not hearing his name more for, for the Hart Trophy. It makes no sense to me because clearly he deserves recognition. He deserves to be in a discussion. I mean, I, I, I said last week that I would vote for Austin Matthews. I still don't think I'm going to come off of that. But sure. I'm, I'm here for the argument that Johnny Goudreau should win it. And I would not be shocked. If he did, because I, I kind of feel like maybe there's a little anti-Toronto bias okay. here. And and because you saw it when, when Matthews had the 50 and or 51 and 50 games, there was a pushback on that. It's like, first of all, that's that's absolutely ridiculous to think that in this day and age, a guy scoring 51 goals in 50 games, no matter when they're played, doesn't matter if they're at the start of the season, if they carry over from one season to the next. But the fact that there was so much pushback on that kind of makes me think that maybe Matthews isn't the guy that is going to win it like I like I think he would like I like I thought. So, okay. Um let's play this game. Is Johnny Gaudreau more deserving of the Hart Trophy than Connor McDavid? I would say yes for the reason that I think results matter and Calgary is ahead of Edmonton in the standings and I think that that should not be overlooked. Look, he's the best guy on maybe the be- on the best team in the Pacific. Maybe may- I I don't think they're the best team in the Western Conference, but he certainly had better years than than everybody on Colorado. So, I I think that if you if you're ba- I, I I like results. To me, I I hate the idea of giving the MVP award to a guy who finishes on the last place team. 
because I think we I have mean, the Oilers are making the playoffs. Chad. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying in general, right? Like, like if a guy who plays on a last place team, I, I, I don't think sure. you can make the argument that he's the most valuable player. The team stinks. So, so you he have just, to make the playoffs. I, okay, I, I so think that's an important factor. Yeah. How many points back of Connor McDavid do you think Johnny Gaudreau is right now? Well, for the I, scoring for the scoring race. I only know because I'm looking at it, and he's three. Yeah. He's three, three points, points back. Yeah. So Johnny Gaudreau, three points back of Connor McDavid, who was supposed to run away with the scoring title this year, and it is a race down the stretch. I think Johnny Gaudreau is more deserving of a Hart Trophy nomination than Connor McDavid, than Jonathan Huberdeau, than Leon Draisaitl. This year from from Johnny Gaudreau has been nothing short of spectacular. It is among the the one of the very best in in Calgary Flames history. So to me. Johnny Gaudreau belongs there. He should be there. And I am I am even at a point now where I'm maybe moving off of Igor Shosturkin just based on what Gaudreau's been able to do of late and how much of an engine he is for everything else that the Calgary Flames do. And the fact that he's doing it at even strength, that is most important to me. So Johnny Gaudreau is firmly in my heart trophy consideration as we head toward the end of the season. Now, from Johnny Gaudreau to Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews will not play tonight against the Flyers. He's missed two games. There are only five games left for Toronto. After tonight, the Leafs uh, are on a three-game road trip. Austin Matthews did travel. He's sitting on 58 goals in 70 games, which is just ridiculous. But are, are we at a point where we might not see 60 goals for Austin Matthews? Well, I certainly hope not because I think... I, I like big numbers, like I like nice round numbers, and to me, 60 is kind of a, a one of those. I mean, it, it's a, it's a cool number, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, 60 sounds a lot better than 58. And, and I'll mention the guy who's going to be in the building tomorrow night. He's on 48, and I want to see him get to 50, just because I think we we're almost trained to think that hey, even though it's only two goals, yeah. 60 is so much more impressive than 58. <laughs> 50 is I, so I, much more impressive than 48. Like Chris Kreider, certain, don't 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 have to score any more goals, yeah. Chris Kreider, because you're at 50. Yeah. Stay there. Don't don't have like 52, right? Because then I'm gonna be like, well, why didn't he get 60? Why didn't he get 55? Well, yeah. Like Chris Kreider has to keep it below 55, right? Because like at the minute you hit 55 or 56, oh, 56, if you don't it's hit over. 60. Yeah, yeah. If you don't hit if you don't hit 60, you're not talking about a great 56. Oh, that guy season. sucks. Saying, he only scored 56 oh, man, he goals. Hit 60. Yeah. I think I think it was a quote that I saw from Steven Stamkos where he's like, "You don't want to you don't want to get fifty nine goals like sixty yeah, goals. Yeah, exactly. Suck if you get fifty nine yeah. goals. Like <laughs> everyone everyone recognizes that. Um, I I think if Austin Matthews has four games, he'll he'll get two. Like he'll find oh, a way yeah, to get yeah. two. Um, I'm a little worried because it stagnated prior to. Uh, prior to his injury, prior to being held out of the last two games. But for me, uh, I, I still think he's got to hit 60 because you never know if you're going to get back there again. you got to go for it when it's within your sights. <sighs> Fuel for the fire. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury <laughs> oh boy. said that he's not thinking about retirement. Quote, I would like to play at least another season. I still love to, pl- I, I still love to play. I still have fun. The body's holding up most of the time, but yes, one more season, and we'll see after that. Surprised? No, no, because the guy keeps himself in tremendous shape, and any anyone who who's seen the way he he, he takes care of himself, like, mm-hmm. I mean, we we were pretty lucky, and and I know it's going to sound kind of funny when I say it, but like, I we we've seen the guy in the locker room, and he is absolutely ripped. Like, 
he he looks like a a, a boxer the way his body okay. is cut like he's in tremendous shape so the idea that he would want to play another season I think he could probably play another season or two um, okay look I I'm, I'm gonna put it out there I, I I think he he I don't know how far behind Patrick Waugh he is but I think that might be a, a something that he would shoot for in, in terms of trying to catch Patrick Watt, in terms of all-time wins, I mean, he's not going to catch Brodeur. That that's just out of the question. But I, I, I mean, I, I think these guys all have goals that they that, especially when they get to his age, that they shoot for. Like we know, Ovechkin's going for Gretzky. Like he's not going to retire until he catches Gretzky. But I, I think if you look at the way Mark Andre Fleury's played this year, he's certainly more than capable of of playing another season. I mean. He's been pretty good in Minnesota. I, I, I don't really count Chicago because they're terrible. But playing on a contender, he, he looks like a guy who is a number one NHL goalie, despite the fact that he's, I still think I, I still think Cam Talbot's their guy. He's 34 games back from tying Patrick Waugh. 34 wins? So you think he, you th- yeah, 34 wins back. So you think he, he goes for that? Absolutely. I, th- I think yeah, Patrick Waugh was was one of his idols growing up. So I I think for him, reach. it's absolutely. I mean, that's that's what a season and a half maybe. Depends. Where's he playing, Chapman? Well, that's that's the question. Um, you know, I mean, what what contenders need goalies? Probably not a lot. I I mean, I think that there's like listen, if if it's working a, a in number Minnesota, one goalie. No, that that's that's my point. Well, I, is it is it a number one goalie or tandem? Can he get because, can he get to like, can he get thirty four wins as a number two? Not over the course of a year, but maybe two. Maybe right, like like if you're the Minnesota Wild, and I'm just throwing Minnesota out because that's the team that he's playing for right now. He's familiar with Bill Guerin. I think that there's a lot of familiarity there. Like if if you're Mark Andre Fleury, and it's a good fit, and you work well as tandem with with Cam Talbot, and understanding the cap crunch that they're going to be under i don't think it's going to be an exorbitant deal like i don't think it's going to be a massive money deal it might be a great insurance policy for the minnesota wild to have mark andre Fleury and cam talbot go into next season the other option for me and i think it's an option that's important and it makes sense and and maybe um there the appetite wasn't there because you're you're talking about cross border in the middle of a season but at to, to begin a season it looks a little bit different Toronto Maple Leafs, man. Like, if if Toronto can't get it done with Jack Campbell and Peter Mrazek, and and, and I like, I, I don't think they're going to. Um, I think Mark Andre Fleury to the Toronto Maple Leafs makes a lot of sense, I, I, especially if you know he can be comfortable there. In in in, you're talking about the start of the season versus the middle of the season. Um, it's just something I think. I think makes a lot of sense for for the Leafs. It would make sense for Marc Andre Fleury, um, and it would give him a chance to, to win a lot of hockey games with that talented forward core. And it would give him a chance to be a number one and a bona fide number one at that. So, could you imagine a French Canadian goalie going to the Maple Leafs and passing Patrick Waugh on the all-time wins list with the Maple Leaf on his shirt? That'd be great. That would be, be awesome. fantastic. Sign me up for that. All right. Those are your one-timers for Tuesday, April 19th, brought to you by Paul Powell, more lawyers, less fee. We've got a pair of tickets to give away to tomorrow's game, the Golden Knights and the Washington Capitals. Caller number 10 
702-876-1340 is the number. Caller number 10, you're a winner. We're back to wrap it up next on the VGK Insider Show. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. You know, there's just something so satisfying about watching your team beat up their rival. And I got to see it this morning as Liverpool and Manchester United played for the second time this season. And for the second time this season, Liverpool absolutely crushed Manchester United today, winning 4-0. That goes on top of a 5-0 win earlier in the season. It's the most goals Liverpool have ever scored against Manchester United in a season. And it's the worst aggregate score between the two sides in, in I think, forever. So, just there's just something so fun when when you get to watch your team crush their 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 big hated rival. And uh, I, I I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm kind of spoiled because I right now it's the best Liverpool team I've ever seen. They're 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 almost unstoppable. Uh, they beat Manchester City, another big rival, over the weekend in in one of the cups. So. High high times for me. I am I am certainly enjoying what I'm seeing from Liverpool, and uh, there was there was a, a special moment during the game. Uh, I know a lot of people probably know the name Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, mm-hmm. He he one of his he lost one of his twins uh, very recently, very young, and uh, he did not play today. But in the seventh minute, there was a loud cheer, and and the fans sang a song for for Cristiano Ronaldo, showing their solidarity with him. Which is not something that normally would happen in a in a very tense rivalry, but uh, you know there's a lot of respect and and uh, you know people people feel for him. So uh, you know it was a nice moment during during the game, and uh, you know I, I mean it's it's just a devastating thing to see. But uh, on the other side of that, it was a nice win for Liverpool. Yeah, no, I I mean it, it, sometimes things are certainly bigger than sport, and that's yeah. that's actually that's that's really cool, Chad. In that that there was. Kind of a, a a pause from the rivalry to uh, to to you know at, at least do that part and, and that's that's massive that's that's big but uh, you know again I, I I don't I don't know what the boundary is for me when it comes to soccer but I, I just I can't I I, I get I, it to, I get it I'll tell you what it is it's too many leaks I can't I can't factor it all in I can't understand <laughs> yeah. it all I don't know why some games are for different things yeah. It, I just can't follow it. Man. It could I be complicated. My my guess, just or my my suggestion, just mm-hmm. just pick a team, start watching. You can pretty much stream all the games almost on anything. Uh, <laughs> Germany Germany is a really fun league to watch, but there's it's like a one team league. So if you don't root for Bayern Munich, it could be kind of boring. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. We'll all be rooting for the Golden Knights tomorrow as they take on the Washington Capitals. We'll talk to you on the VGK Insider Show tomorrow.